you often find things are a little bit different and you do have to adapt and innovate. And that's particularly heightened when you find yourself out of your home country. It sort of builds this innovation and this creative thinking in our students that I think really helps veterinarians succeed. Welcome to the Sawyer Vet Now What, the podcast. This is a show that serves as your audio mentor in your journey as a veterinarian. And each week, our awesome host, Dr. Mariah McCauley, will be bringing you insightful short-form interviews with happy, successful vets who are eager to share their career and clinical tips to make your life easier. So whether you're a final year vet student or a recent graduate, this podcast is your trusted companion on the pathway to success in veterinary medicine. Over to you, Mo. Welcome back to So You're a Vet. Now what? I am your host, Dr. Mariah McCauley. Today on the podcast, I am joined by the wonderful Dr. Chloe Buting. Chloe is a wildlife and conservation veterinarian who followed a somewhat untraditional course in medicine. In addition to being a published author, Chloe is also the Director of Outreach for Loop Abroad, a program that provides conservation experience for a variety of groups from biologists to vet students and veterinarians. In her role, she has had the joy of mentoring vet students in both their clinical and non-clinical skills. In today's episode, we dive into the question of what this mentorship looks like and how you as a vet student can learn from the experience provided from programs like this. Chloe was such a joy to speak with, and I can't wait to share this episode with you. So let's dive right in. All right, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of So You're a Vet, Now What? I am so excited today because we have Dr. Chloe with us today. So Chloe, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This has been an episode long time in the making, and I'm ready to just dive right into it because I've been getting a lot of questions from vet students um, related to conservation work, wildlife work, and you are the Director of Outreach for Loop Abroad. And so this you are like the perfect person to talk to and related to this. So how about you just kind of start us off with telling us like, what is Loop Abroad? Yeah, um, be happy to. Loop Abroad is a study abroad organization for students interested in working professionally with animals. So I guess that's the crux of it. We've been operating for about 14 years now, and we have programs in about seven different countries. And a lot of them are for pre-veterinary students, yes, but also aspiring biologists, marine biologists, conservationists, scientists, so a whole broad range of people. And then we have programs specifically for veterinary students. And as of the past two years, we have programs or missions for veterinary professionals. So that's us in a nutshell. No, that's perfect. And so you pretty much have everybody from all different backgrounds, all different spectrums of animal care or like conservation care. And looking specifically at the like the vet students and even new grads, I suppose that's the area that we're going to focus on a bit more. Because as we were kind of chatting about in the before we recorded, there are definitely a lot of questions that happen as you graduate from vet school. And maybe you have an idea of I like I want to go into conservation or I just want to go into GP, but I also really want to learn a little bit more. You don't want to be like um, stuck in a corner with your medicine that you're practicing. 
So having these opportunities to go and work with veterinarians like yourself, expand not just your medical knowledge, but just your like who you are as yourself as a person was a huge opportunity that I would see with these types of programs. And so I really kind of dive into the question of like from the students that you have or the new grads that come and spend time in this program, what are their backgrounds and what are their goals usually going into it? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. And we have people coming to our programs for so many different reasons. Just to backtrack, I know these are quick fire questions. So for 30 seconds, I'll take you on a journey. But Loop Abroad sort of started and we evolved because people, particularly wanting to enter veterinary medicine, they might have had aspirations outside of the traditional dog and cat work, particularly when it came to wildlife conservation and wildlife medicine. And there was nothing really available for students to get these experiences, as you said, these clinical hands-on structured learning experiences in different parts of the world. So that's where we came in. And I was so passionate about it because I grew up on a small little island and I knew that I wanted to work with wildlife and in conservation. But when I got to vet school many, many years ago, there was absolutely no pathway for that sort of thing. No one wanted to do it, uh, talk about it. There was just no resources available to me. So I sort of had to make my own way and that was pretty challenging at times. And as a new grad veterinarian, it was also really scary because I'd just been through all of this intense study and I sort of knew where I wanted to be, but I had no idea of how to get there, if it was even possible, if there were job opportunities in that space. So, so that's sort of how we came about. But to answer your question, what are the goals of the students that come through these days with us? And they are diverse, but students want to get more hands-on clinical experience in wildlife medicine. And they want to know about the different avenues to pursue post-graduation in terms of landing their dream job or in a space that they want to work. And that involves knowing what jobs and pathways are out there and exactly sort of what steps or networks they might need to achieve that. So those are sort of the two elements of our programs that we hope to bring to light for the students and participants that come with us. So a wonderful clinical rich experience uh, where they get to hone their skills and learn more about wildlife medicine. And then also a bit of an education in terms of where to from now, what are my options, what are the next steps? And then in addition, providing them with the resources, be it the networks or the mentorships or the contacts to help them get there. So I would say that's sort of the main reason people come and participate on our programs. That makes complete sense. And as I've talked to other conservation vets or wildlife vets, that is the common theme where there's really no clear roadmap for students or new grads who want to follow in your footsteps. It's so far has just been, well, you need to get to know this person and know that other person who will then help you do this, that and the other, rather than the kind of track that we have in the small animal world where it's like, there are plenty of mentors It's a very well-set pathway of you do this, then you do that, and then boom, you're there. Totally. I could not agree more. And that's one of the scariest things about it, particularly for our sort of, I guess, people who go through vet school are typically high achievers. And so we're really good at sort of following recipes, I suppose, and steps in life. And that's sort of gotten us to vet school, through high school, into veterinary school, completing our veterinary studies, becoming a qualified veterinarian, getting a job. We sort of can do those steps. And then I feel like what comes after when you want to diverge from that traditional path, say you want to specialize as a small animal surgeon. Well, again, the recipes are there and the steps and the mentorship, as you say, it's all there. And then with wildlife and conservation in particular, it feels like there are no clear pathways. And I always found that really daunting 
and also challenging when communicating with students who wanted to follow similar steps or end up in a similar role. It was very hard for me because my steps and pathways are very different to every other wildlife vet and conservationist that you would have spoken to or that's out there. We've all taken our own paths and now rather than see that as a scary thing, I see that as it's actually just a huge opportunity. So there are so many different ways that you can get into this field, but I totally agree and I cut you off, but you sort of fall off a bit of a cliff when you graduate from veterinary school. Uh, And then particularly even more so when you want to aspire to work with wildlife, it can be a really scary time. Absolutely. And so that's where that mentorship comes in. And it's so, so important. I mean, we talk about it every single episode, but it's because it is important. And so looking at like wildlife conservation, like I guess with Loop Abroad, like how are you connecting these students to mentors who are not just helping them in that time while they're in the program, but then those connections are made for afterwards to help guide them as they go through their career. So how are they matching students and how would you describe the mentorship that's provided? I would say that the mentorship provided through Loop Abroad is really, really encompassing and comprehensive. And that's because we created it being sort of newish grad veterinarians ourselves, creating these programs, knowing what was missing in our experience when we went through. And a big part of it wasn't just the clinical side of things. And there was sort of a gap in learning about clinical wildlife medicine, but there was also a gap in that sort of mentorship and that support and that nurturing process that you get from others who are further ahead in the fields that you perhaps aspire to work. So mentorship is built in, I suppose, at every level of the loop abroad experience, if you want to call it that. So from a student's perspective, when they sign up to join one of our programs, most of them are one or two weeks of duration, but we do have longer ones. They become part of our network and they're connected with their trip leaders, of which every group a group of about 10 or 12 students has two leaders. So their lead veterinarian, their loop abroad vet. And then they also have a support staff trip leader who is either um, a veterinarian themselves or veterinary technician, or perhaps they're working in the conservation field. So they're as part of their core team. And then they also have the broader team of mentors who are the host organization that we're working with. So, for example, in Panama, our host team works at a very busy wildlife rescue shelter that services all of the wildlife trafficking cases in the area. And that team comprises of about four full-time veterinarians and some support staff. And this is also part of the team of mentors that will be hosting the students during their time with us in country. But as you say, the mentorship doesn't just finish while in country from these different avenues and different people, but we then have an alumni network that all of our participants become a part of. And this is just a network of ex-Loop Abroad students and alumni and professionals that have joined us on programs. And they also have people in there like myself, so past Loop Abroad leaders or staff members. And then we also have team members from the country and host sites that they went to. So they sort of build their network early on and they have this sustained group of people that will be there for them over the years where they want to reach out frequently or infrequently. Sometimes it's really special for me. So students that join us when they're in vet school, they go on and graduate and they become vets. And then they'll reach out through this Loop Abroad alumni network to connect with a team in country in Thailand because they've got a case that they want to discuss or they're participating in research that they want to discuss or they want to know more about it. So it's this sort of connections and networks that are enduring that I think are really incredibly valuable to new grad veterinarians. And they certainly were to me. I can see how having that kind of network 
in a way helps to pave a roadway for these vet students who previously were like, how do I become a wildlife conservation vet? Like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? But because there's that consistency and having so many people go through the same program, you're in a way developing that roadmap that never existed previously. So you're opening up a whole new world of opportunity for the vet students and new grads to come, which I think is fantastic. Absolutely. And connecting them with their peers as well, because sometimes we forget when we're in veterinary school, the peers around us, these are going to be our colleagues one day. And that day always comes quicker than you think. And then sort of five years down the track, they were their peers as students and now they're colleagues. So they're bouncing ideas for cases off one another or they're talking about career progression, conferences, different opportunities or research that they've heard about. So it's this word of mouth, I guess, that these communities sort of are able to accelerate and you're able to share ideas and thoughts and questions about where to next with this sort of like-minded group of people. And I love that you mentioned the community aspect because even for myself, like in a small animal uh, veterinary medicine in the States, like it can be so isolating to be a new grad and to be in your area of work, but to have some semblance of a community is just absolutely integral to mental health, to feeling successful and confident in your area of medicine. So I love that Lubabrod is kind of developing that community for these new grads and for these students. And on the similar note of like community and just developing those, I guess that area outside of the direct medicine, what are some other ways that you see these students developing through the Lubabrod program? Well, of course, there's friendships that um, establish during these programs and endure, and that's always something really lovely to see. But I really enjoy seeing the students progress personally as well. So they come out and they're often experiencing maybe a completely different culture for the first time, or even if it's the fifth time, it always leaves a really lasting impact on you. So that's always really special, and we always try to pay particular attention to the host organisation that we're working with, the host country, and the associated host cultures and maybe differences in practicing veterinary medicine all around the world. Because there are some really substantial different practices and the way the operations people choose to engage in. So I find that really interesting. The resources available are different. So the students are challenged to think outside of what they might be used to, particularly in veterinary school, which is often gold standard. And that's not always the situation that you face yourself with when you come out of vet school even if you're practicing in your home country, you often find things are a little bit different and you do have to adapt and innovate from time to time. And that's particularly heightened when you find yourself out of your home country and you're working and practicing elsewhere. And so it sort of builds this innovation and this creative thinking in our students that I think really helps veterinarians succeed no matter where they are practicing. And additionally, just seeing confidence build and develop when it comes to clinical skills. So I was really, really anxious about my clinical skills when I was in veterinary school. And as a new grad veterinarian, I found myself practicing in a few places that I had very limited support and mentorship. And I was even on my own sometimes in emergency situations. And that was a really hard sort of way to enter practice and and really quite traumatizing. But I think a possible antidote to this or others having a similar experience is getting that confidence with their clinical skills in the safety of veterinary school, be it through externships 
or practicals or study abroad opportunities like what we offer at Loop Abroad. So it is a safe space where you get to practice during theoretical labs, all of your different clinical skills. And then depending on what program you're participating in, you also have the opportunity to practice your clinical skills in a real life setting with animals. So there's really no substitute for experience, I feel. And I think that's one of the biggest take-homes from these programs that I see students leaving with fulfillment there. So it's the, it's the networking, it's the mentorship, and it's the development personally, but also, of course, the reason for these programs' existence in the first place is to upskill students in their clinical skills and knowledge of wildlife medicine, and that's something we're really proud of, and it's something that's so tangible. You can see, you can see the change from day one to departure day, and it's just really quite humbling. That must be just so unique. And again, like the experience of being a leader like you have and getting to see someone grow and develop, like there's not even words for how amazing that is just to watch that progression and to to develop those kind of relationships. And again, like I love how you mentioned, like, yes, there's clinical skills and there's medicine that they're learning and they're getting experience with these different animals, but the cultural differences, the resource differences being able to become adaptable, to um, have empathy for different ways that things can be done for different cultures, for different people, like that is something that's an experience in itself that regardless of whether you're going into like <laughs> uh, conservation medicine, I feel like that is so valuable for anybody. Exactly. Thank you for picking up on that. It's really important. And we are part of a global community. The veterinary community is a small one and we're becoming more globalized by the day. So I think having this awareness and even better this experience of how things are done and there are different practices around the world is really quite invaluable. And also a point that's often overlooked just to add it in quickly is I find also it's quite important to do your due diligence on anything in life, like a future career or a future partner, you know, you name it. It's really important. So even if you attend one of these programs through Loop or anyone else and it reveals to you that wildlife medicine or conservation medicine or, you know, shelter medicine, wherever we may be, isn't for you. I find that's just as valuable as discovering what is or may be for you. So ruling things out is just as important as ruling things in. And it's sort of taste testing or test driving these careers or this different sort of niche within the veterinary space might be for you or might not be for you, whatever the answer is. That's a really important one to establish. And the earlier you can answer that question for yourself, I think the more valuable. So, so that's another really big take home that we hope to provide our students with. I love that you mentioned that at the end and that kind of helps direct us to that question that we've been talking about, like the value of the upright experience like this. And I'm sure there's a number of students listening that are like, that is what I want to do. So how can they find out more? Where can they get connected to Loop Abroad? Yeah, all over. So you can visit our website, loopabroad.com. You can visit our Instagram, loopabroad. You can visit my Instagram, jungle doctor. And of course, people can always feel free to email me directly. It's just Chloe at loopabroad.com. Be it about careers, veterinary medicine, being a working mum, conservation, not knowing if this at all is right for you. I am happy to talk about all topics and I really do love engaging with our community. And so please feel free to reach out. 
Oh, goodness. I know there's going to be a number of students that are like, that is what I want to do. Chloe, help me. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'm sure you're going to get a few um, that are looking for more information. And again, if you guys are listening to this um, and you're like, wait a minute, what did she just say? Like all the information will be in the show notes. And thankfully, also, because it's a recording, you can go back a few seconds and listen again. But again, all the information will be in the show notes. Oh, my goodness, Chloe. Like I just I love chatting with you about this and just seeing the excitement that you have on your face and the joy that exudes and talking about your experience with these students and just how you're able to give back to the veterinary community. Like, it just makes my heart happy. I can't explain it any other way. But um, I want to say thank you once again for coming and chatting. We're certainly going to have to have you back um, for future episodes. But thank you so, so much. Please, I'd love to come back anytime. For those of you who don't know, we were such troopers trying to line this up. But it's been so wonderful to talk to you. I've had great admiration and respect for everything you do. And I've really loved following along over the past few years. And I think all of the guidance and mentorship and advice that you provide for students who are really, I find those first few years out of school and into practice, the most intimidating and frightening to navigate. And I would have loved to have someone like you there during my time. So I can only imagine how the students and new grads of today feel. And yeah, I just want to say thank you for all of that from my perspective. So it's been a delight talking to you and I hope to talk again soon. Oh my goodness, that was so sweet. Thank you so much. Um, well, you guys, like I said, it's been wonderful chatting with Chloe. And if you guys have more questions or want more information, you can reach out. But until next time, y'all, see ya. So that's it for another show. Thank you so much to Dr. Mariah and her guests for today's tips. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do to support early stage vets in their careers, then check out my book, Sorry Vet Now What, or non-clinical skills training class of the same name. Until next time, take care.